Hey, uh, welcome to the Jane Ross Talk Shit Podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. Uh, So this week, I just kind of wrote down some stuff to talk about. Yeah, man. And uh, we kind of agreed on what would pique our interest. So, see, where do you want to start? Wherever you would like to start. I've been focusing on NFL free agency, so... (laughs) I'd talk to you about it, but I have no opinion on That's fine. Ross Ross is keeping this podcast going this week, for sure. (laughs) We would have nothing to talk about, huh? Well, I'd would, be like have... Jeremy Macklin, and that would be the podcast. That well, would be I'd it. be like Burt Macklin. <laughs> <laughs> be a very, very one-sided conversation. Um, so I don't know. You you mentioned you watched the first couple episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I did. I've I've watched the whole season. Damn, uh, Jesus! I know. I never binge watch shows, but Good Lord. since Reba also wanted to watch it, and mm. like for once we didn't have that much going on this weekend, and we were pretty much caught up on all our shows we just burned through it all do you guys do you guys uh kind of agree on most stuff most shows yeah nice. like uh yeah i'd say about 80 percent of what we each watch we both watch yeah. like the rest you know we kind of break out and watch other stuff occasionally mm-hmm. like i still need to see uh well i guess justified hasn't aired this week but it, yeah justified the americans and archer i kind of watch there's just too own. many good shows it's man. I, I insane wa- i watched the first couple episodes of archer too or oh yeah i didn't watch them in like order so uh, so like the first couple of the series or the season I, my roommate was watching it and okay. i just i just i i, I don't care about this i'll watch <laughs> that show wherever. archer it doesn't continuity like it's there but it doesn't really there's some matter. jokes that i was like i kind of don't get that he he explained like, yeah he's like this is why that was funny yeah and i was like oh okay there's there's good character stuff but yeah and like each season has kind of a central thing like yeah like this season a lot of it revolves around Archer and Lana having a kid now. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, despite not, like, being married or, like, being that serious <gasps> about a relationship. I know. Child oh out, what luck. Oh, no. This FX getting away with all sorts of hot-button <laughs> issues. Um, but, yeah. The, and last season, they stopped being agents and were coke dealers instead for a whole season. It was hilarious. But it's... Is that the one where they're underwater with, like, Eugene Merman? And... No, that was, uh, that was the season before. Did I miss before. a season? Yeah, I the Archer Vice is what they called the oh, season. Man. That might be on Netflix now. I'm not sure though. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, I don't think I've. I definitely have not seen that. Yeah, it's but good. I know the advertisement because I was like, oh, it looks like Grand Theft Auto. I yeah, think yeah, it looks <laughs> what they're trying to do there. Yep. <laughs> so Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. What do you think of the first couple? Um, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get why a lot of people are liking it, and like, because a lot of people have been telling me it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's just that humor that. Is either really hit or missing with me, you know, that kind of like, I don't know if eccentric's the right word. Sure. Um, but like kind of off the wall, weird. So did you ever watch much of 30 Rock or? Not really. Okay. I was not, I mean, I tried giving 30 Rock a couple of, with the just exception. Just wasn't thing. Yeah, with the exception of Alec Baldwin, I was just like, yeah, this is, that is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first couple episodes of 30 Rock are really rough, too. Yeah. Like, it takes a little while, but like about six, seven into the first season, it starts to take off and it's... Kimmy Schmidt is a very similar show, which is no surprise since they're both Tina like Faye. yeah Tina Fey and I think a lot of the same writers. Mm-hmm. So they both kind of operate as joke machines. So like there's all sorts of like pretty much every line is some sort of joke or mm-hmm. another. Like well, that's a sitcom. I mean, yeah, it it is. But you like, try to you try to get a joke every three lines. That's what they try to do. Yeah. It. Um, but I mean, versus something like uh, like. Uh, even Parks and Recreation, where, like, there's a lot of humor, but a lot of it's coming out of situations and, like, characters and, like, mm-hmm. 
uh, 30 Rock and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt are much more like all sorts of gags and like any, anything at the expense of or like a set for a joke. punch. A little bit set punchline and yeah, like one off references and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but I think it also this also has a pretty good devotion to its characters too, or like yeah. it, it, it seems to care about their arcs as silly as they often are. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know, I thought it worked really well. No. But, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So from the first two, you're not sure it's your type of thing. Yeah, uh, I kind of like the character-driven mm-hmm. comedies, like you know, like like you know, Arrested Development was like kind of like that. Um, a little bit. Arrested uh, Development's another one where it's just but, like every second is something to laugh about. Sure, but they but like they were like I think they played the situations more. I think they that's did. where the jokes come. Yeah. Or and or Parks and Recreation kind of play the characters. You know, a lot of the jokes. Aziz and Zari was always like he was trying to be a mogul, even though he was like, yeah, not at, at all. Yeah, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt does to a degree. Like, all, they get a lot of humor out of not just like somebody who's in a cult for fifteen years right. and how messed up someone might be on that, despite her being like this really optimistic, sunny person. Yeah. But they also get a lot out of just the idea that. She's basically been frozen in time for 15 years, right. so like all of her reference points are from the <laughs> 90s, and she doesn't understand right. modern things, or, you know, like, dancing's about butts now, and right. stuff. And, yeah, uh, but, uh, uh, or you're gonna sing with the, at the Grammys with Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. <laughs> right, bad examples. But, no. <laughs> yeah. It, so they, they get a lot of mileage out of that. They mm-hmm. As the show goes on, they give a little bit a backstory to like uh jane krakowski's character as you know she's she's like the real the rich mother yeah, right yeah. so she uh she has kind of i don't know if i should say it i probably not spoil it for yeah people. not too not but spoiling. yeah like they have a purposely absurd origin story for her character that comes in a few episodes in that makes it so she's also trying to pass as regular when uh, uh-huh. uh and you know titus too like there's a whole thing later in the season about him Titus? Uh, like Christopher Titus? Uh, no, no. Titus uh, Andromeda is the character name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the, the gay the, roommate. The roommate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have a whole plot line with him trying to pass for straight to get into Entourage 2. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny show. I, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, there were some funny parts. I really enjoyed when he was... Uh, uh, when he did his version of Lion King, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was pretty ridiculous. And Disney's lawyers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, that was right. good, good sight gag. But yeah, like it, it is definitely in that style of humor. Just, that... Yeah, that weird kind of eccentric humor. A lot of people love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's Not hit or miss thing. with me. Yeah, it's like sometimes it really gets me laughing, and sometimes I, I could see myself like watching an episode and either dying laughing in that show or like just hearing crickets you yeah know, there's no in between yeah you know what i mean yeah i get you so should we move on to yeah. something else so so one of the uh, from a couple weeks ago one of the big things was net neutrality mm-hmm. uh what what do you know about net neutrality I guess. Because, um, like, there's so much misinformation out there. Sure. I mean, pretty much, I mean, I just know the basics. It's pretty much to keep the internet the way it is right now, as opposed to uh, heavier regulated. Well, see, um, like, that's where a lot of the confusion comes mm-hmm. from, right? So, the way that the internet was run up until early 2014 yeah. was under the assumption that the FCC had the authority to regulate it like the way they do telephone lines basically so that you know that 
transit, the the um, like the ISPs and people who control people's connections can't decide what they do and don't get access to and how fast their connection is to different things. Mm -hmm. So the FCC was actually protecting that for a really long time. But a lot of companies like Verizon and Comcast don't like that. Like in Verizon's Right, they want to charge more money to Well well like to them if they want to slow down traffic to like Netflix, for instance, so that their own personal services are a better alternative, so they're faster, they want the ability to do that. Yeah. So Verizon went to court in 2014 or early 2014 and actually won a case where they argued that the way the internet is classified as an information service, it, the FCC doesn't have any regulation over that mm-hmm. because typically, like with with uh, with telephone lines, for instance. Uh, they, have regu- they can regulate that because it's classified as a telecommunication. Uh, the way that the internet was classified as an information service, there's no precedent for it. Mm-hmm. So it would require all sorts of legal bullshit to get through and allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. So basically, it, that was overturned. So Verizon has been more and more, uh, I don't know, focused on trying to screw out all, uh, all sorts of other content providers and make themselves more desirable mm-hmm. within their network so like that's what you i don't know if you heard over the last couple of years about like how netflix traffic was just shit on verizon and yeah. like slower on comcast too and verizon started publishing graphs to show look here's connection rates through this isp here's connection rates through this isp verizon's especially low because they're purposely letting their infrastructure die like they're purposely not upgrading any of that based on traffic so net so then Verizon has to turn around and say, oh, well, the reason we're not upgrading is because you guys are using an unfair amount of bandwidth. So it, even though you've upgraded all your network equipment and the, like, the network between that, basically, Cogent, has upgraded ours, our connection with Cogent is lower and you guys should pay us to do that. Uh, so Netflix obviously didn't want to do that. Comcast started going, hey, yeah, you should pay for our network too. And since then, Netflix kind of temporarily did pay them money mm. to do that, while also saying, like, this is wrong, we shouldn't have to do this, but we want our customers to be able to access our content. Right. Meanwhile, Netflix is also offering the ability or the opportunity for these ISPs to keep a Netflix cache on their network, so they don't even have to go over there for free, and yeah. they're turning them down because they want to extort them for money. Right. So what this whole thing was about, this sorry, I, I've talked way no, long No, go on this. ahead, go ahead, man, explain. I mean, it's good to clear it up because yeah. I mean, I know kind of about it. And I mean, yeah, but a lot I'm of people go- are under the same impression, yeah. like that you kind of mentioned, where it's like, well, we're trying to keep the internet free from the government, fucking yeah. it all up. And the reason the internet hasn't been fucked up yeah. is because the government was preventing ISPs from fucking it up even, forever. I even like signed up to a newsletter about yeah. it and like and that's pretty much like all the newsletters I've read is pretty much about how like it's the FCC and the government kind of like kind of like the government trying to like almost turn into the like Kind of like the NSA, and like it's you know, totally like, wrong. Yeah, you know, your your newsletter, crazy. I guarantee, is run by an organization which is funded by lobbyists for mm-hmm. cable companies. I think they're spending crazy amounts of yeah. money to buy out people in Congress and to run these campaigns, and they're doing an amazing job. Because I haven't read any of them in a while, because I was like, this is, seems a little extreme and kind of X Filesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, and like there was a IGN thread. That like when this was going on, when they're deciding what whether like oh I guess I should explain what they did recently. Mm-hmm. So 
this latest legislation wasn't to like it wasn't even really legislation it was a vote on the uh, for the FCC on how they wanted to handle it no. but they uh, they decided to reclassify the internet so it's no longer an information service and it's a telecommunication which nice. would give them the right to control not control but to prevent to ISPs from purposely to keep it the way it is right yeah. the way it's been for so long sure like but then a lot the way that they've turned that around in the cable companies is like the government's trying to grab all this power they're trying to take the internet from you yeah and it like even looking in threads of like sections on the internet where generally people know about the internet they're like the government's taking over it, you guys have no idea what you've just what's happening and right. it, and part of it is like they're mentioning that the the full legislation for the reclassification is like 300 something pages long and not available to the public. But that's also like typical for all this legislation. It's all just legalese and shit that you have to get on paper just to make it like viable. Any legislations like that. Yeah. Fucking the, the, when Denver or Colorado, I should say, uh, legalized pot, that legislation's like 65 pages. Right. That should be, hey, you can do this now, don't drive, and don't give it to kids. But you, you have to like <laughs> tie down every possible right. loophole in it. Right. And so, yeah, you have a lot of people... Capricorns can't smoke on Tuesdays or some <laughs> shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's... So you have all sorts of conspiracy theorists who are worried that this document is too long and private, yeah. even though they're all that way initially... And the thing that the FCC is actually, like, looking over and discussing when they decide on this reclassification is the exact same thing on the internet that's available to everybody. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it, that's public knowledge. It's not about some huge power grab. They, they're not trying to claim that they can regulate the internet, and they wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I, might, I might have them. Maybe not. Let's this might see. be something else. Uh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I think that's just general. Yeah, it's just some fucking bullshit. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to find a bunch of newsletters and like a whole bunch of shit. I'm gonna like, I've been bookmarking all the news stations so I can make fun of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like so, I'm, I know I'm gonna hate it, but I have to sign up for like Fox News and Rush Limbaugh and. TMZ and but it's just shit. a gold mine. <laughs> it's, it like, writes itself as a comedian. It, oh yeah, it writes it's itself. Endless Ross, material, like, and I'm lazy, so like I'm down <laughs> for letting these idiots write all my shit. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, um, I as soon as the FCC decision was made to reclassify for uh, Title II as telecommunication, I I went to Fox News because I wanted to see what the Fox News spin on that was. Mm-hmm. And it was something like, FCC uh, takes regulation of internet, Obama accused of meddling. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right in the headline. You don't even have to read the article for the spin. It's just there for you. Like, I get you don't like the guy, but, I mean, you can't say that he does nothing good or whatever. Like, they blame everything on him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and in this case, like... The internet, or at least people who actually know shit about this yeah. and the internet and net neutrality, have been pushing for the Title II uh, reclassification ever since the Verizon suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was when the was obvious that? way. It was like, I think, January 2014. 
So the the status quo that the FCC is supposedly upsetting, according to these people, has only been the status quo for a year. And it's been a <laughs> fucked up year with all sorts of problems with ISPs screwing over content providers and customers. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's really it's a frustrating thing uh, to try to explain to people that, no, the thing that just passed and changed right. is actually reverting to the way that it's been forever. Right. And and people too like it's I saw just, it's just corporations or corporations like Comcast or Verizon find found a loophole to be a little slimy. Well, it's so many people, so many people are talking about it and like making claims that are just completely absurd. Or like, yeah. oh well, now you're giving the ability the FCC the ability to find the internet like they do TV, and it's even that's a misunderstanding because the FCC only has power over like open air broadcast so things like NBC CBS they can find them if they do certain things cable companies or cable channels can do whatever the hell they want right and, but and then like it's not classifying the internet as a broadcast medium it's classifying it as a telecommunication which is a totally different thing with different sets of guidelines yeah. but yeah still see people are like nope they're going to regulate the internet you won't be right. able what's going to happen to pornography right <laughs> it's 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 i mean it's Almost with any argument, you get those people. It's just like, it's fucking the people that are super paranoid. The fucking, you know, big brothers out yeah. there. Or America can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, like every once in a while on those, people have been so off base. I've been like, yeah. look, this they, is what's really going they on. They already have their opinion. Right. They so already, you can tell them that and you get compl- uh, you get people turning around into like, oh, so the intelligentsia has spoken. It's like, okay... If your argument is that the other person knows too much about what they're talking about, <laughs> then maybe you've lost that argument. <laughs> He's too experienced, Ross, and he just knows too much. Uh, it's it's like, uh, yeah, it's like when they say that a president is too elitist. It's like you're saying that they're they're like too high up or they're different from people, but they're supposed to run the fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? He's on the same level as the guy from Staples. It's like, Come I don't on, trust people who are smarter than I am. <laughs> well, then read. I don't know. I don't know, what to, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. Like, I don't... I'll at least... Like, I'll defend people's ignorance if they're just going to shut up about it. <laughs> like, like even, even the democratic process. If, if you're not going to vote... Uh, you know, I'd rather you not vote if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, ideally, yes, you're informed. You take, you make informed opinions, and then you vote based on those opinions. Yeah. But if you just don't care, or you're just like reading other people's opinions without paying attention to what's going on, then don't vote. Don't like make arguments on the internet because you don't have arguments. Right. <laughs> anyway. Right. I don't know. That's probably rant on all that shit. Fucking a. I have about the same thing. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to vote on like smaller elections. Yeah, and I that's think, a great thing to do. I, I need to do that more than I do. I don't vote because I'm kind of on like the weird conspiracy theory level of like <laughs> of like the presidency. I don't yeah, trust yeah. the presidency anymore yeah. at all. I don't. Mm-hmm. And that well, after I, the whole NSA thing and Prism, it's well, like, in like in like the George Bush recount, like yeah, yeah, it's like they already had him. Well, that that all came down to a judge, basically a state judge in Florida, deciding yeah, he's the president. Oh yeah, Florida's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, nothing like, in Florida makes but sense. That's the thing. Like I, 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 at least with George, I don't know about any of the other. Maybe you can make a case or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think George, they had 
they wanted George Bush in there before, like, we didn't even need to vote. They just appointed him king. I I feel like the vote was close enough. Like, it, I understand how it happened. Mm. I don't think it was the right thing, but I think it was more a problem with the system than it was... Like, there are, there are definitely parts where, like, they purposely tried to fuck with voting machines and, like, mm-hmm. have old systems that weren't going to work for people. Oh, yeah. But, like... I, I think that they, they but break that one. The Electoral College is such a stupid and outdated system Thank anyway, you. Thank you. That... Thank you and thank you. <laughs> I mean, because, like, we're from Kansas, so, like... Yeah. We nothing, get, like, what, like, four? Nothing matters in Kansas. We get, like, four? Your vote is completely pointless. Unless you vote Republican. Well, and maybe. even then, it's yeah, pointless yeah, because four. it's, it's going to be such an overwhelming landslide right? that it doesn't even matter. Because, like, what does Kansas get? Like, do we get, like, four Electoral College votes? I maybe, don't even remember. I feel seven? like seven is seven? It, yeah. No, I mean, sure. it's no more than ten. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's all about population density, I guess. But, like... If, if the whole point is just to represent groups of people, like, and we're a nation, like, shouldn't just everybody's vote count the same regardless right? of where they're located? Well, and, like, and I know this is a crazy, mm-hmm. not in a million years that this would even happen, mm-hmm. but let's say, like, ten people vote in California and, like, 500, all, everybody in Kansas votes. Yeah. Those ten people have more sway than five hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, I know that will never happen in a million years. That's, that's but just an, the fact that that is even possible. That's is a really ridiculous. interesting point. That it, like, I mean, I, I think the electoral college is a bad system to begin with. Yeah. But it is based on population density as opposed to voter turnout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like if if a certain area has higher voter turnout, it might not matter. Like just because fewer people turn out somewhere. Yeah. That's that's an interesting point. I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I know it wouldn't happen in a million years, but just the fact that, that yeah. option's even on the table. Right, that the system is broken enough that right. that's even a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a little off topic. Hey, good, fuck it. It's all good about conversation. Rating. I like it. I anything, like it. Anything else you had about net neutrality? Like, it sounded no. like you weren't sure on what was going on it, there. Because, yeah, but, I, mean, I just got, like like you were saying, I think I was just getting, because I was, like, I was reading a lot of, I guess, the misinformation, too. Because I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, this sounds crazy. Yeah. And then I was reading, I was reading the completely opposite side that, like, you know, Obama's a Muslim or whatever. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, and well, <laughs> like, and I was net, like, yeah, that's some crazy shit. Too. Net neutrality is such a weird thing where, like, this issue isn't a hundred percent like partisan down mm. Democrat or Republican lines. Like, it's mm. more like, on average, more Democrats are for net neutrality than Republicans. Mm-hmm. But a lot, like. A lot of that, like, part of it's free business, Republicans making the argument, like, well, you can't, these poor ISPs, they're the little guys here, you know, as opposed to the customers who <laughs> like want their services. Like, you give a shit about the yeah, but, little ISP guys. But, I mean, even with the Democrats, there are all sorts of Democrats that were heavily on the side of Comcast and uh, Verizon and other major ISPs, mm-hmm. and they, in a lot of those cases, it's because they're those people or those companies had people contributing to their campaigns and stuff. So they feel they owe them favors. Yeah. Like they, they like Comcast in particular is one of the huge biggest companies in the country. Like they own, 
they own Universal and NBC right. now. Like that's Jesus. they own them. They're not like a partnership. Right. <laughs> that's just... under their umbrella. Good lord. So it, for they have all sorts of money to toss around and try to, you know, change opinions right. in Congress. Right. But yeah. So I, I, it's gonna be an uphill battle either way, right. uh, but it's oh everything. I mean, gee, oh god, everything is. Let's just be honest. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one bad thing I think about living in a democracy is like, even when it's like, even when it's the most common sense fucking thing, you got mm-hmm. one asshole pissing in the punch bowl. Well, <laughs> well, like, and it, you know what I mean. And it's not like, just democracy, but it's living in a democracy that is also a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. Like I. I agree that those are both probably the strongest systems, okay. but combined they create an environment where people's opinions are swayed by whoever's making the most money. Yeah. Because like everything is going into, like a business needs to be successful, uh, and like once it becomes successful, it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And if you can, you know, throw money into anything, then you can help sure. control public opinion a lot better than somebody with less money. I was thinking, like, do you think it's possible to be, like, capitalist and socialist? I know that those are contradicting Well, systems. I think we are. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it, just because, like, the very very system of any, like, anything that is a tax service that's available to the public or yeah. all the public is technically a socialist program. Uh, it Like, people throw around the word socialist like it's just evil yeah like, like that any <laughs> any socialized system we're is, still in the cold war type shit or but like, whatever. like certain things just make sense to yeah. be socialized like to me it makes sense that like like trash pickup is something that should just be a government service and it's like a tiny tax fee because everybody needs that or, or yeah. like it like utilities being through because that's essentially what it is everybody needs that so you only need one like utility provider or you only or like uh, I don't know. It, it in the case of like healthcare, we had this conversation in private that like Obamacare seems like kind of a band aid on a much bigger issue to me, mm-hmm. and, and like a single payer issue where everybody's taxed a smaller amount but has like a good healthcare plan out of that mm-hmm. makes sense to me because ideally everybody needs healthcare if if things go wrong, but most people don't have to use it, right? And there's another thing where people, like, we're talking about the net neutrality and the people that have already made up their opinion. Mm-hmm. That's another one right there. Like, I put something on there because, like, I got kind of screwed. Oh, yeah. With the with the tat, with the penalty. Yeah. And I'm probably going to You get, have to pay something. Yeah. Regardless. I'm probably, probably going to get screwed with this penalty, too, because I thought I was going to make enough to get on Medicaid. Yeah. But I didn't. Oh, shit. So, like, I That's so fucked up, though. I know. That you could make... Too little money to get assistance for something you need to pay money towards. Right. And, like, and that was the thing. And, like, I looked, because I thought, I was, like, I didn't even really do much research, but I thought, like, how much I make, there's no way I would not be able, I live in yeah. California, and I survive a lot. But just living in California, but like, <laughs> for, like, make enough. For, like, if you're a, a one, per, one person, and, uh, to be, to qualify for Medicaid, I think it's under, you have to make under 18000 a year. Yeah, and you can't live out here. Yeah, I think it's that. that, it's something like that. It's, so, it's definitely under twenty. So have you at least, like, looked into, like, Get Covered, California, or whatever? Yeah, but I can't. Even it's that. The, it's open enrollment. So, it's so which messed is, up. Which is fucking dumb. Like, yeah. open enrollment is fucking dumb. And so, like, I was, I posted something on that, like, about that. Because, like, now I'm looking at, like, private 
And, like, all of them are, like, the cheapest ones I've found are, like, 80 bucks, 90 bucks a month. I'm, like, might as well just take the fucking penalty. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, so then I just posted that on Facebook. I was, like, yeah, this kind of fucking horseshit. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, and, like, fucking, like, my, like. Oh, yeah, it's both I had, sides I had, probably just and like, slamming yeah, and like, into each other like rams. I had, like, crazy, like, like my some of my family members on, like, the Republican side were, like, yeah, fucking hey. And then. And then, like, the uber-Democrats are like, this is the best thing to happen since... Yeah. You know, I hate the politi- <laughs> the way it's all politicized rather than just being like, hey, on like, in your case, in your personal situation, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. Because, uh, but, like, if you then needed, you know, did undergo a crisis and you had gotten the healthcare system or it bought healthcare when you otherwise would never have done it, you'd sure. be in a better situation. Sure. But most people don't need that. But nobody knows when they need it. So that's why to me, it's like everybody should be covered, but it should be made in the way that it's the most affordable for absolutely everybody, which is the goal. The goal of the Affordable Care Act is to do that while still allowing for a fully capitalist or or privatized uh, situation where like it's still private uh, insurance companies offering things. Sure. But... It, it, it's a compromise that doesn't make sense because yeah. a lot of a lot of that is why there's a problem in the first place. Sure. Well, and like and 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 I and I kind of cooled the the fire. <laughs> I kind of put out the yeah. burning pitchforks and shit. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not totally against it. I'm just saying yeah. it needs to be revised. It needs, <laughs> it needs to. It still needs work. Because like yeah. these people think it's either the worst thing ever or the best thing. Right. Ever. It's it's the first step towards a better system. Yes. But it's definitely got flaws. Yeah. And I mean, because <laughs> I, I do love the fact that you know, um, I mean, I need to read. You know, I need. I still need to read more and more stuff about it. Uh-huh. But I mean, from the basic stuff that I started to read about it um, I do love the fact that nobody can be turned away for a pre-existing condition yeah because uh, you know I mean yeah that's I yeah. don't think many people are going to be disagreeing with that and uh, not a lot of people will disagree on like the fact that they lowered the age uh, or or they I guess they raised the age that you can still be on your parents insurance mm. like we're past that now sure but we're but like forts. for a while it was like as soon as people were out of college they're off their health care yeah, and I think like, it's like 26 now or something yeah yeah, yeah it was tw- it's 26 before that was like 22 23 okay and so like people were graduating not being able to find jobs and then not having an option on that oh, and man. yeah it was a bad oh, situation oh dude i remember i mean because we we were one of the unfortunate ones. Yeah, we were, like, right... Or, like, for me, I, I graduated in 2009, and the so we housing gra- crisis was, like, late 2008, I think. We graduated in the shitstorm. Yeah, exactly. And so like, they needed to do something to help people out on that, because I was uh, I was paying for healthcare for a little bit, and it was just, like... Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's expensive. Even yeah. for, like, shitty healthcare, yeah. it's... When, you're, when you don't have a job, it's a lot to pay for, and when you do get a job... And they don't provide insurance, you know, you're probably not making enough to easily budget for it. Well, and, like, I don't know if, like, it would, like, just shit that would fall under common sense. I remember fucking, I just had, I had bad athlete's foot. Yeah. Bad athlete's foot. Luckily, I had insurance at the time, because I was, like, 20. Because if I didn't, it would have cost $1,200 to cure this athlete's athlete's foot. Really? Yeah. Like... (laughs) Well, because uh, I had to go to the doctor and get a prescription because like the over-the-counter shit didn't work. Well, and that's part of it's part of the terrible system with all the different insurers or insurance companies and 
then the drug companies and the doctors too to a degree but mostly the drug companies mm. where everybody realizes that all the different insurance companies will try to act like they won't pay for whatever fee on something even though they cover it and then try to work them down so like it it, it becomes a haggling system between like the drug companies or the doctors who have to pay for the drugs and the insurance companies where then the only way to make even on it is the they have to raise the prices of all these things so that the knowing that the insurance companies are going to be like that's bullshit so that then they negotiate it down to an app, like a normal price but then the people who are stuck with all that who don't have insurance have no room to really negotiate mm-hmm. and so they just get stuck with the purposely inflated bill for everything and right. it's it's insane it like it's <laughs> That that's why like if it were a single pair thing there would be like a standard on that everybody would know exactly yeah. what gets negotiated down to. I mean, and, in this situation it was the doctor too because like I literally went in there and came, I was like, yeah, I got a bad case of athlete's foot. Um, Over the counter medicine won't work. Could you write me a prescription? Mm-hmm. Totally ignored what I just said. <laughs> yeah. And looks at my foot and goes, that's a bad case of athlete's foot. Yeah, over-the-counter medicine won't fix that. Yeah. I'm going to write you a prescription. Right. <laughs> because they, they know that <laughs> they, they get insurance money on that. I wikipedia that shit. Yeah. Okay, that's $600? Kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a similar thing even with insurance with the dentist recently where, like, they, like, the ultimate price they gave me, I think, was fair looking over it, but their initial price, like, so I, I had, like, a deep cleaning, right? So... They, they, like the cleaning and the deep cleaning, whatever, all that's 100% covered by my insurance. Yeah, you and, get one like every six months, right? Well, cleanings, yeah. Like yeah. deep cleanings aren't always covered and mm. and the the uh, anesthesia is not always covered. But my, my company covers all that. So the only parts, the only part they told me was going to cost any money was the uh, antibiotics they inject. And it turns out also that there's some solutions or irrigation they use that costs like a bunch of money. But the initial price they told me was they're like, well, it normally costs seven hundred eighty dollars for those alone, and your insurance company will pay for a hundred of it. And I'm like, Damn. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Can I just get the deep cleaning and not worry? They're like, well, you could. It wouldn't be as good though. It'll help. They're like, how about? I think we could knock another hundred dollars off of it. And then I'm like, okay, so it'd be like five hundred. They're like, well, you know, it'd be five eighty. I was like, I don't know. I'm still thinking just. I'm gonna get the cleaning and that's it. And she goes, okay, well, let me let me talk to the person, see if I can bring it down to 500 for you. And I wait, you know, a few minutes, and they come back. And they're like, I actually talked. They gave us more off than I thought they would. So now it's gonna be 420. So like, just by refusing it a few times, I managed to knock the price down <laughs> somehow from 680 dollars out of pocket to 420. Right. So it's like, I know they were fucking me over on oh, yeah. the initial cost. Oh, yeah, because like, they seemed very calm about it, too. So yeah. like, don't worry, we're still making a profit. Don't oh, worry. Oh, yeah. About it. Like, I probably could have <laughs> even pushed them down a bit more than that. Uh, the, what I told them wasn't like, oh, oh, thank you. It was, that sounds fair. <laughs> it was, okay, I will, I'll pay that. But, yeah, man, everybody's got to make money. That's <laughs> but, fair. I mean, that's fair, but goddamn. It's, it's especially I don't I mean dentistry I mean you can probably make the case for it too, but like healthcare is a weird one just because you know it's it's not a fucking it's not a i iPod yeah you know, it's 
it's, it's not something that you're like, well, I'll put that off until later. Right. Like, you really... And it's cheaper to maintain it, too. Like, yeah. if you go to the doctor and dentist more often than I go to the doctor and dentist... <laughs> Me too. It's better for you. And <laughs> it, it, you may prevent, like, the really expensive stuff. But if you don't yeah. have insurance, then even those, like, visits cost a bunch of money. Mm. And the tests they do just costs a lot so like if you're uninsured then you're avoiding the things that could prevent you from paying a lot more later and then you end up having to pay crazy amounts anyway so it's like people should be insured but it's the way it is like it's really hard to budget for and the way it is after the affordable care act it's like it's hard to budget for regardless of if you're getting health care or not and i don't know I don't know, like, single payer is the way I think it should go, but that's, that would be such a hard adjustment to make because yeah. you're essentially putting out of business, like, all insurance companies. It's an insane thing to try to push, yeah. which is why it always dies. Like, that's what, that's what Obama pushed for initially before all the Affordable Care Act stuff, mm-hmm. but it's impossible to pass that. Yeah, especially in... In, a, in probably the most capitalist country in the world. Exactly. Like so. that's it's a very socialized system, but it's one of those cases where I think it makes sense to have a socialized system. Yeah. Like, not everything needs to be that way, but that's right. that's one where it makes sense. Right. It, it shouldn't be a choice between like, do I get the healthcare system where they'll help pay for everything, or do I get the one where I'll probably just choose to die or yeah. be in debt the rest of my life yeah because like, like i would say if i had like severe cancer yeah and let's say they were like this is gonna take a half million dollars to save you yeah i'm good <laughs> yeah it's like, it's not like it's not like when you go to the supermarket and you're like well am i gonna buy organic or regular yeah like it's it's you're choosing whether you live or die and everybody wants to live but not everybody can afford the high-cost plans, which will probably never matter. What kind of quality of life you have if you're half a million dollars in debt? Yeah. I mean, with with how the job market is, you're going to have to work three jobs, probably 90 to 100 hours a week. Yeah. You're going to work and sleep, work and sleep, work and sleep. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, 28 years is longer than I thought I'd last. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go, Doc. It's, <laughs> it's a sad thing, but uh, I don't know. That ended up talking probably more on that than net neutrality. But, right. uh, but uh, I, I, I agree with you that that's something that so many people make a partisan issue when it's so much more complicated than that. And mm-hmm. it's so much, it means so much more than just making yeah. it a political Cause like, point. I mean, he was a friend of mine, he was a good friend, but like he made the point of like, well, you know, you, know, you have to have car insurance. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but you don't have to own a car. You don't yeah. get penalized for having a car. That's true. I mean, in L.A., you basically need a car, but you don't have to. You like, you've gotten around for a while without a car. Yeah, you can get, you can get, I mean, but, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. But you can get around. Right. I no, mean, it's true. I it, still do it just to avoid traffic. Yeah, you're forced to get that insurance, but you're also choosing, like, driving's a privilege. Yeah. Like, living's not a privilege. Right. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> like... Are we at that point yet? <laughs> you pay the toll. <laughs> uh, so anything else you had to say on uh, healthcare? And no, I, that wasn't even one of our topics. No, it's good kinda, talk. Right? Good talk. So, so changing subjects drastically, 
The next yeah. thing I had on the list was the... Buck, uh, buck the segues. We're just yeah. going for it. The next it. one was the Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know... Well, maybe, it's because Obama's Muslim. It's because of right. goddamn fucking Ghostbusters. You know, That's it's, why. It's because of healthcare that there are so many ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> to bust. More people are dying. Absolutely. There's a reason we need two Ghostbusters movies <laughs> over the next few years. <laughs> so... Do they? Do they? Have, last time I checked, they did not have a full cast for the male. Version. No, they do not. Yet, no, they so. still don't. So here's what's up, just for any of our listeners who might not have. Was Shannon? Is he inked? Or I know he was. He they were, is he's in inked talks. as a producer. Okay. And with with the hopes that he would star yeah. in this movie, he's producing. <laughs> so, so yeah. This was all announced over, or the first movie is the one that Paul Feig is doing with. Uh, I the think they announced the cast. full cast. Yeah, right? it's Kristen Wiig. Uh, Kristen Wiig, and uh, the other, the other ladies. I really hold on. I, th- there was only one that there was only a, one other one that I recognized. And the other two were pretty uh, uh, new. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, God, I'm doing it again where I can't think of yeah, all the I'm names. Yeah, kind of blanking but... on them too. But yeah, yeah, so Melissa, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy obviously, yeah, obviously, and because and Paul Feig the, has been working with her since uh, Bridesmaids, then right. Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon has been like a breakout uh, actress from SNL and stuff. People oh, okay. love her. Uh, Leslie Jones, I uh, she's done. She's also SNL, but I've only seen like a couple of her bits. Mm-hmm. Like I saw one that was kind of funny about her being the uh, skeptic for a uh, like ghost hunters like if they if they if on ghost hunters they had someone who was the skeptic and, and, and like she's like I don't believe in ghosts there ain't no ghosts which and then, is kind of funny well it's... well, but then like immediately goes in and like shit starts making noise she's like fuck this I'm out of here <laughs> just runs away <laughs> so the skeptic's like just in the van the whole time they're like I'm not going back in there <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty good bit but uh, but yeah so I think that's a great cast like I don't necessarily think Ghostbusters needs a reboot. Like, the original is such a classic. Right. But this at least falls in, like, the category of reboots that, like, to me, if you're going to remake something that was popular, you might as well do it very differently and make it your own thing. Sure. Absolutely. Like, like there are two types of remakes I think are okay. The first type is that one, where you take an idea that was really successful, but you totally change it and make it your own thing realizing that you'll never you'll never make something that's exactly like the right? original. Right, like, uh, like the 21 Jump Street franchise. Right, they went a very like, different... I didn't, I didn't even like the show. I think no, the show it doesn't matter. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different thing, but like off the same premise. Yeah. That works. Uh, another thing that works is if you take something that had an interesting idea but was not successful. So a movie people weren't that familiar with or mm. didn't care about and didn't go down in history, but you're like, that's an idea that I feel like I could rework and make cool. But uh, people don't do that because... Didn't that, make any money. Well, because it's not a name brand. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole reason with the Ghostbusters reboot is because Sony's like, hey, we own the Ghostbusters. People know what the Ghostbusters are. If we make a movie, people will go see it because it's a name they know. What are we going to do? We're going to put boobs in it this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so, like, the whole mentality behind it, I don't, I don't like. But that movie, I'm like, okay, that sounds like if you're going to do it, that's the way to go. Sure. Make something original. The new one, like, on its own, uh, I don't think it's... I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. Like, I, it's being spearheaded by the Russo brothers, who, uh, they they did a lot of TV for a while. Like, they, they did... Uh, they produced Community, 
and they they like were they directed some of the better episodes of that and they directed the new Captain America movie recently okay. and like they're they're probably going to be the team that's directing the third Avengers movie like they're really big in Marvel now and, and like they're really talented but and, and like Channing Tatum has shown that he's actually a Are you funny, talking about are you talking about the male The new version? one. Yeah, the, the, the male, male version. version. The okay. most recently released one is gotcha. done by the Russo brothers. Channing Tatum's producing. He'll probably star as one of the cast members. And sounds like they're trying to get Chris Pratt because everybody's trying to get Chris Pratt for everything after Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, But, like, uh, standalone, and, like, it's probably going to be a decent movie. But the whole mentality of... Well, first of all, the way that Sony announced it sounds like they're just like, oh, well, if you didn't like the idea of having a girl version of Ghostbusters, it's okay, there's a man version now. Uh, which is just... If you're a total misogynist asshole, yeah, we've got the movie for you. If, if you're the type of person <laughs> who still makes internet comments about how women can't be funny, then right. here, <laughs> boy, do we have a movie for you. Right. And, like, they're trying to insist that this has been in the works for a long time, like, mm-hmm. ever since the all-female one came about. I don't know if that's true or not. Right. So either it was, like, a really bad way to publicly announce these things... Or they really did go, oh, I'm not sure. People were kind of shaky on the whole all-female cast. Let's, let's do a men's version so that they're comfortable. It, like, I, I'm, it might be a Tom Rothman thing. Um, you, remember, uh, you remember Amy Pascal? Uh, or, it, like, got fired because of all the Sony mm-hmm. hack stuff? Yeah. She was recently replaced by Tom Rothman, who is a former executive from Fox. And he... He was one of the most hated executives, or at least like in the geeky internet film nerd, like (laughs) those people, including myself, think Tom Rothman's the fucking worst. Like he's the guy who, when they're making an X-Men movie, was like, can we just make them all wear black leather? (laughs) Like instead of of costumes, costumes. he's like, costumes would never work in a movie. And, (laughs) you know, right, exactly. And so he's the same, he's also the guy who, like, on X-Men Wolverine, uh, like, the first Wolverine movie that sucked so much, everyone hated. Right. He was constantly undermining the guy directing it. Like, he would have people go in overnight when the director was gone to repaint sets and stuff, because he didn't like them. Like, he was very hands-on. Like, even when they hired him at Sony, they're like, well, Tom Rothman is a very hands-on exec. He's the kind of guy we really need to get things going around no, here. No, no, not at all. You don't want hands-on no, execs. You want hands-on for business and making deals and making money and, yeah. and advertising? Sure. Yeah. But when these guys that know nothing about their creative process try to, like, you know, yeah. swing their fucking dicks in it, so it I, turns into X-Men Origins Wolverine. That movie was a piece of shit. Right. So scenario one, I think it's possible that Tom Rothman came on board and was like, you guys... That we need to make an all male version that'll appeal to all the people that are not on board with the all female one, and also we can turn Ghostbusters into a shared universe because like everybody's all about shared universes and you know being able to make a franchise like this huge thing you can release a new movie on every year, right. and it, like I could see that being a Tom Rothman thing the way that he's been in the past, like him piggybacking off of something that was made successful by the people who did the opposite of what he did at Fox, but. But I could also, and I, I guess Dan Aykroyd has always said that that's what he'd like to do. He's like, I, I'd like to make it a whole universe of Ghostbusters movies where there, we do our thing and then there are new ones and it, because then he makes more money off of it as a producer. Sure. Um, 
I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think Ghostbusters was a fun movie, especially right. the original, but it's just... Well, yeah, I mean, that universe thing kind of works in comic book movies, because that's how the comic books are, you know, like Daredevil was in Spider-Man, you know, like yeah. shit like that. But, like, Ghostbusters, I mean, the characters really weren't yeah. great. I mean, with the... Well, I mean, Bill Matt Murray was great. Fun. Yeah. I mean, the, the original, but, like, it wasn't like they were, like crazy characters it's, well like, and it's just not a big shared world yeah, it's four guys right. fighting ghosts you're never gonna a, see like yeah. a Venkman movie or whatever yeah yeah and, and I mean we're, they're not even using those characters at this point it's just the vague idea of a comedy about fighting ghosts it's like that's oh. not a shared universe that's <laughs> just a movie like a, <laughs> it's really not even anything to do with the old one or anything so yeah yeah, so I feel split. Like, I feel like both of them are probably going to be decent movies mm-hmm. on their own, but I just don't like the... I don't like the creative imp- impetus behind it. The idea that it's all about just, like, creating universes out of movies that don't need to be universes. It's similar to how I feel in a smaller degree about the new Star Wars movies. Not like that they're making three more, but that then every other year there's going to be a standalone offshoot Star Wars movie. And it's just like, man just leave it a little bit you know like there's haven't all, you made there's so many books money, and so many George video Lucas. games and so many cartoons there are plenty of places to go out and expand on this but like just make the movies special <laughs> you know like leave them their own thing <laughs> ah yeah that's my take <laughs> wow well anything else you want to talk about this week I think we might might have pretty much covered the few that we had Oh, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Kingsman. Yeah. Uh, You're going to try to convince me to see that movie. You should see Kingsman. Okay. Uh, so, you here. go ahead and explain why you don't want to see Kingsman. That trailer just looked so cheese dick. And, and just, you, you didn't see... You, you don't know what trailer it was. It was the one on TV. So, what was, what was the trailer? What did it give you the impression the movie was about? It was like, oh, this movie has no plot, but don't worry, we have colors... Explosions and boobs. <laughs> so, you're wrong <laughs> about two of the four things you said. Okay. It, it does have colors. It okay. does have explosions. Okay. Uh, it has a really good story, I thought. Okay. I was surprised at how much I liked the story, actually. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it was... It, I, I don't want to reveal too much because, sure. like, the basis of it, or at least for the first part, seems fairly derivative. But it, it takes a lot of really ballsy choice, or, or makes a lot of ballsy choices as it goes through, and like the the ultimate story is really well told, yeah. and it's not where I expected it to go. Right, and uh, and like it's it's a fun play on like both old James Bond movies yeah. and like more modern film, modern like action okay. things. It, yeah, because okay. um, well, well because it, like another thing I've meant, it just felt like. Hey, you remember all these really good actors that won Academy Awards? Well, these are the movies they get paid on. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, like Brad Pitt gets the Oscar for or the Oscar <laughs> nom, I should say, for right. Twelve Monkeys. And Colin he, Firth, he uh, makes the money doing Mister and Mrs. Smith. Right. Colin know? Firth gets awards for King's Speech, but here he's playing this guy. But like, I. Yeah. Like RoboCop, for instance, had like I just watched that. Re- oh, yeah. the new one, yeah. I still There's seen so it. many fucking good actors in that fucking movie. Yeah, but the movie's a pile of dog shit. Yeah, and like that's another one that man leave RoboCop the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> like that first movie and the second to a degree, 
is so singular. Like, it's such a singular thing. It's Paul Verhoeven's, like, crazy vision of the future. And it, <laughs> the most violent yeah, movie you've ever seen. Yeah, it's the most crazy, unrestrained movie. And uh, it, it, especially since the new one was PG 13, right? I was like, fuck that. I'm not seeing it. I was just about to say that. Like, fuck all. Every time they a movie that should be rated R is PG 13. So, to hell with it. So, it pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, they did it with Die can, Hard. They did it with do Terminator. It degree, like, but yeah, Die Hard. Die, die Hard, because, like, the funny, like, a lot of the jokes have swear words in them that are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Especially in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, the that best was, line that was of movie bad, history is Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. That was a bad choice. Granted, that's not even the worst Die Hard movie now. That's but, fair. That uh, is fair. But, uh, yeah, bad yeah, It's sad, but true. Uh, but, was, so, yeah, I was King, pissed off at, like, the casting of his son. Too. Oh, yeah, he's so like, boring. Oh, dude, I was like, because I was like, man, I could have fucking murdered that fucking part. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you son of a bitch. You got yeah. this pretty You got to be fun if you're going to be. You got to have a, somewhat of a personality. Yeah. He would have been great as Terminator because he <laughs> Exactly. He's just, uh, fuck you, asshole. As, a, as an android <laughs> with no emotion, this actor would be fantastic. Perfect. Uh, so Kingsman, uh, speaking of ratings, is very R-rated, okay. which you might not get from the commercials. Yeah, but incredibly violent movie. Nice. Um, did you did you ever see Kickass? Yeah. Did, what do you think about Kickass? I love the first one. The second one, not so okay. much. Okay. This one, this is written and directed by the guys who did the first Kickass, nice. and it's also based on a comic book by the guy who did the Kickass comic. Nice. Like it's very much a teaming of the same creative people as Kickass. Stylistically, it has a lot of similarities with that movie. Yeah. It's ultra violent, but like also hilarious and like really stylishly done. Nice. Like, it, the, I, for my money, Kingsman has at least a couple of the best action sequences I've seen in a couple of years. Damn. It, high, like, high praise for me. Like, maybe it's a different type of thing than some, like, the Raid movies. Like, I don't yeah. know if you ever saw those. No, I didn't. You should. Fucking I I see to. both. I own them both. We could watch the raid sometime. <laughs> it's awesome, but uh, like yeah. those are more like choreography being really impressive. Like they're well made films too, but yeah. like the the choreography carries it. Kingsman has really good choreography, but it's all keeping in mind the way it's going to be shot and edited too. Like the cinematography in one scene in particular is so I don't know so exciting such a lame word for it so alive so vibrant that like it's it's just fun to, it reminded me of like the crazy 88 scene in Kill Bill oh nice I mean it's not shot the same way but just in that like every shot feels alive yeah. like uh, it, and it, it's also a scene where one person decimates just nice like in this case it's it's like I don't want to... Yeah, don't tell me too much I don't want to tell too much you're selling me you're selling me Ross it, don't tell me too much but yeah it's it's like they try to kind of excuse it, but it, it is like somebody slaughtering like a hundred people in a scene in like uh, the most badass, like precise ways, and it's <laughs> it's like they try to make they try to justify it in a way uh, it, that are obviously like manipulations for just wanting a really really badass scene to show someone being like the most efficient killing machine they can. But it's super cool. Nice. Like it's it's also it's morally reprehensible, probably. But it is awesome. Nice. And 
And yeah, like if the more you like James Bond movies, uh, which you probably big, yeah, I'm not a big James Bond. Like it, it doesn't matter that much in your enjoyment of the movie, but there are a lot of like cool references and set design choices and stuff towards the end yeah. that I appreciated having watched through almost the entire canon of James Bond now. Yeah. Actually, I think I have seen every single James Bond movie now. I just I'm rewatching some of the Brosnan ones through Craig now, but but yeah, like yeah, I think right. I mean, you know I mean, you're definitely selling, man. I'll definitely. I I, I think get, you would really really yeah. like it. Cause like I'm just so cynical on like those movies now. It's just, like I've just seen them all before. It's just, like okay, good guy saves world, good guy gets girl. I got gotcha. you. This one, you 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 know you know how I felt about I, the I Dark Knight. I wanted yeah, that. I don't end. want to spoil much. I think yeah. you'll be very happy with some of the choices they okay. made in this movie. I just need something. I I just can't want. I got too much uh, shit to do to watch the same movie where I know the ending. You do not know how the like you might get you might understand some of the basic things towards yeah. the end, but there is a lot of stuff you may not be expecting about mm. this one. And yeah, things I probably can't even hint at without <laughs> like giving you ideas right, on it. Right. But yeah, don't don't think they're going to Dark Knight Rises it. It's yeah. a good it's a fun it's okay. a fun movie, but it's also like pretty dark and takes a lot of bold narrative choices. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I know Brett wants to see. He's been trying to get me to watch it, and I'm like, dude, I'm not watching that. See it? Yeah. Shit. Did he see it or not? No, I don't okay. think he has. But yeah. So I'm yeah, like, highly recommend that movie. So. Okay. So I think that about does it for the yeah. podcast this we, week. I, I assume it's about an hour. Yeah, I assume that was pretty yeah. longer than usual. That's all right. Yeah. I think it was a good discussion. I think so, good too. Good conversation for very little preparation. Right? So, uh... I can for... bullshit with the best of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, uh... Planning on being back next week with another one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how our schedules work out. But, uh, yeah. Catch you next time.